With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Jerry Patterson of the O'Kellen Clan. People pay muscle. People pay real talk. Midwest muscle. All those muscles. Where do they come from? I don't know. Anyhow, this program <laughs> is sponsored by People Pay Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on in the vehicle to drive your goals like what, Dr. Roy? Like the Mack truck through ice cream, Kalen, Kellen, O'Patterson, hashtag talking away for the win. O'Kellen. Post your other foodle. Check us out at peoplepmuscle.com. And now let's chit chanta with a banta. Hello, Deborah. Hello, hello. So are you are you like a Kalen sickle or did you survive the cold weather snap earlier this week or how are you doing? I've been stuck out in these freezing temps every single day we've had them. It's been somebody either Stalled cars needed to be snowed out, snow plowed or shoveled or something. It's just been something outside. And I was thinking, you know, I'm glad I'm fit. I'm very glad I'm fit. Yikes. <laughs> no doubt. And then the crazy part of it is this weekend, or at least in Iowa, or at least in Des Moines, it's supposed to be like a heat wave, like 40 degrees. Yes. Yeah, so we'll be flooded because we basically pile snow on snow on snow. So Mother Nature is just having her way with us right now. She's like, all right, I'm going to have mercy. The the warmth is coming, but for now, y'all will check. Grandmother Nature. (laughs) Grandmother Nature. Not not Mother Nature. Grandmother Nature. Because this is the whooping you get because you done absolutely messed everything up. And she got to step in and just whoop your hand part. She's she, she, she doing a beat now. Grandmother Nature. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> now that we've all received our due punishment, let's get on Let's get on to some fun stuff. So I'm glad to hear, hopefully, everyone out there in listener land, you guys are doing all right. We're doing all right on this end, so praise the Lord. And, uh, again, praise the Lord for all the resources that have been out there to help folks make it through this really, really terribly cold weather. Um, And we're going to praise the Lord tonight for our guests that we have. And I actually um, first met our guests last year at uh, John Abraham's um, Heart of America, where uh, Ernestine Shepherd was last year as well. And this young man, (laughs) this young man had a phenomenal showing. He took home so much hardware that, I think he might have needed to rent one of those little baby U-Hauls to take everything home with him. And, then, and that particular young man is Daniel Kennedy. And, Daniel, say hello to Listenerland and tell them a little bit about yourself. 
Hello, everyone. Um, thank you for having me on the show. Um, a little bit about myself. I've been uh, four years now. I uh, did my first show back in 2014, and then um, I had a, a knee injury, sustained a knee injury, so I, I ended up taking a break, and I was able to pick up uh, bodybuilding again um, this past year, 2018, and uh, just had some tremendous success and just really trying to get back on the wagon here. All right. That's phenomenal. So so you had an injury. Well, we're going to get to the injury, but let's kind of take a step back. And it's been a while since we've done an athlete um, profile, so very excited to have you on the show. So kind of walk us through how you got introduced to bodybuilding and what made you decide to get on the natty stage? Well, you know, um, I've always been interested in bodybuilding, um, just the ability to create a physique, muscle. Uh, it's just been something I've always been passionate about. Um, I originally started, I was in the Quad Cities for, for a couple of years, and I ran into Ed and Andrea Castillo. Um, they were hosting a bodybuilding competition. Again, it was a Spartan Classic. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's actually where I, where I met Kaylin um, back then. Yes. Um, he was helping me out with, with a few things that I had. And uh, just overall, uh, uh, you're awesome, Kaylin. I really do appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I participated in that competition, um, you know, did well. And then I got relocated for a, a different job. So my wife and I and family, we moved over to Ohio. And there, just getting um, comfortable with the environment, um, getting used to different coworkers, we just decided to go go to the park and play a, a game of basketball. I mean, a, a ball, basketball is how I ended up sustaining this in- injury. I uh, just went up for a rebound, and I came back down, and my, my knee had shifted over. My kneecap had shifted over, and I wasn't able to walk at that moment. Oh, my you know, gosh. I knew, I, knew it was, I knew it was bad. But I didn't know it was going to be as bad as what they told me. I ruptured my patellar tendon, and I I had to have surgery. So just a few months being in Ohio, um, you know that that was it was kind of a sad year. I, I don't want to you know make this a, a pity party at all, but um, yeah, it, it took a toll on me um, after the surgery, and then um, you know you're limited to the exercises and movement that you can do. I was on crutches for a few months, and my quad, my whole left leg, has really gotten skinny. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Yeah, I know. I, I, I did, uh, <laughs> you know, so I did the physical, ther- physical therapy up in Ohio for a little bit. Um, and then my wife and I, we have three children. Um, she, was, she was pregnant in Ohio, and then just with everything going on, with me being injured, we had a baby on the way. We need to get closer to home just so we could have more help. So we came back to Illinois. And um, at that point, after we had our son, um, you know, I was just like, I, I, I had the urge to go ahead and, and try to get back on, on stage again. And I, um, John Abraham had a show in May. I, I came across that, and I was interested in that, and I connected with John, and he um, introduced me to Matt Burdez, and um, I initially I was curious about um, what is that um, 
what 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 is the category when they wear the the board shorts? What is what is that category? Oh, physique, physique. Um, men's physique. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, it is just physique. It was physique. I I was inquiring him about that just because my quads weren't symmetrical. One was bigger, one was larger or smaller. And uh, you know, after I met with him, and uh, he definitely encouraged me to go back into bodybuilding and said physique just just wasn't <laughs> wasn't in my area. Um, so during that happen. time, part of me, I said it wasn't going to happen. No, right. No, he said that wasn't going to happen. Um, so that that was another direction why I ended up trying out classic physique too, um, just because I wasn't sure how that was going to help. Um, well, because I know classic physique, you the shorts are a little bit longer than they are in, mm-hmm. in bodybuilding as well. So I, I was interested in that category. Um, but Matt, um, yeah, he's my coach almost, I guess, going on a year now. But he helped um, me rebuild the muscle in my quad. Um, I'm still not exactly where I want to be, but it, it definitely looks so much better than what it was. And then um, I did the show in May. And I participated in, in uh, classic physique and bodybuilding, and um, overall in both categories, um, which was just really nice because I, I wasn't sure what to expect at that point in time. And um, I was able to get my pro card. From there, Matt and I we we sat down and again because I, I hadn't competed in about two or three years since I since I hurt my knee, I was still nervous and just wasn't 100% confident in myself about going pro at that time. But, you know, at, at that at that point, we're just like, you know, we might as well just go ahead and, and take the jump. And then I end up, um, I did a show in June, which would have been in uh, Wisconsin. That was um, Jack's show. And uh, did that. Oh, yeah. In a, yeah, Jack's show. And I did a classic physique. It was, that was the only pro category that I participated in. Um, there was only two contestants at that time. Um, I won overall with that. Um, so, again, that was nice. It was all kind of ex- just um, to get my feet wet in the, in the pro. Um, again, the, the experience was just awesome right there. And then I ended up doing three shows last year, and the, the last one I did was at John's show that took place October 20th. It was my first pro and um, the stage was full. I, I believe there were six of us, um, some really seasoned guys there that, that knew what was going on. So I was, I was nervous. <laughs> you know, I was really nervous. But I, I took place third, or took third place in that show. And um, you know, there's definitely some um, areas of improvement. But overall, where I came from and um, the support that I got from a lot of family and friends, um, just the journey. It was just awesome looking back on it, um, and yeah, just it was, it was great, great experience. Well, you know, but you know, the fact that you're still willing to push yourself past the injury is, is quite a feat because I know a lot of people turn to a different, uh, different road when it comes to that pity part you were talking about. I mean, you basically were in a dark spot. Because, you know, basically you had to put your life on hold. And that's never a good time. I don't know anyone that's happy with an injury. And they're sure not happy with the rehab and the recovery. So, you know, the fact that you you got through it, I was uh, I had made a post on Facebook earlier, and, and people were asking me, and I said, you know, if your mind's not right, you know, are you really, are you really healthy? You know, because that's part of the aspect of our lives that is overlooked because people can't see it. 
And because they can't see it, you know, they think that you're, you know, good and fine and just everything's hunky-dory when everything's basically falling apart in your head because you don't know which way to go as far as forward because, you know, I've, I've been through some injuries, and just when you think you're making some headway, there's something that comes up out of the out of the blue, and all of a sudden you're back to square one. So I know Dez wanted to key in on that uh, the injury part, so I'll let her ask those questions, and then I'll jump in if there's something that I don't that I want to ask too. Yeah, and so you know, I think, and I think you've already touched on a lot of it because you know some people will say, "Oh, I had an injury," and but you really started to allude to like the emotional aspect of it, and that you just really weren't okay. I mean, it took a toll on you, and and mean not just the injury, but you had so many things going on, a new addition to the family. How did you find that you were able to cope, and you know what tools did you use to kind of get over that the hard parts of it to get to a more positive place. Oh wow, uh, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, really, I really got to get back into that mental state. I, I try, I try to leave there. You know, I don't like being in that <laughs> in that state um, <laughs> where where I was hurt. Um, but no, yeah, it was a uh, it was a uh, it was a terrible feeling. I even have have videos on my phone when I was still. Um, doing some of the rehab exercises, trying to trying to run or do some box jumps. It was it was really challenging. Um yeah. but at the but at the same time, um, you know, you just you just have to keep pushing yourself because when I, I would look back at the first competition that I did in two thousand fourteen, I'm I'm just thinking, wow, you know, my um I, obviously, I was a little bit younger, and I was just looking at my my quads and just thinking that, um, you know, that's my body. Like, what happened, and and where am I going? And uh, I just had to try to to focus on where I wanted to go and set the set the example, um, not not just for myself, but for for my children. Um, I uh, yeah, I usually take my oldest to to our shows. Um, he just turned seven, but when I think about stepping on the stage, um, I think about him. Really, um, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody this, but that's kind of what it comes down to: is that um, if I can get through it, I want him to be able to know that he can get through anything that he may go through um, that may cause chaos or trouble, or if it's an injury, no matter what it is. But to get on the stage. And um, just be confident in yourself, and present whatever talent that you that you possess or that you have in front of the audience, and um, just let him know that he can do anything that he wants. Yeah, with, with the injury, you know, we can go back to that because I, I I had a my my share of injuries after my accident, and uh, I think one of the hardest things. Is the start and stop um, the 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 things that they didn't see in the beginning that basically had to be addressed later down the road? There was a lot of things that you know it can really play games with your mind because you know if you're a person that's used to going all out and giving a hundred percent and now you're being basically told exactly how your day is going to you know fold out, come out and 
how you're going to have to act and behave. And you, you still have the same mind. You still have the same uh, understanding of how your body should act, but it's just not reacting in the way that you want it. And I think one of the hardest things for me was when that cast was removed from the different body parts and to see this shriveled uh, body part, I guess the best way to say it, without really being too hypercritical and realizing that's me, you know. And, and, you know, I'm glad that I didn't have all those pictures to look back on and say, you know, because I think my family hit every picture that I had. So I I couldn't go down that dark that dark wall or, or, or tunnel. Uh, how did you get through that, and how did you come to the understanding that you didn't have to stay there, that you could get better? Well, you know, um, I would say one of the biggest things that oh it was it was it was rough. Um, the biggest thing that I remember that I that I really couldn't stand was really trying to trying to bathe. Um, because I I couldn't bend my leg, so getting in and out of the bathtub was it was rough, and it wasn't a position that I wanted to be in. And I know that my my wife was just constantly there for me and and, and helping me out, and it was um, I kind of felt bad for her because of the things that she was doing, um, you know, constantly getting ice for me, and I didn't want I didn't want that continue for a long period so for myself I knew that I just had to keep getting better I had to work at it I I listened to motivational videos um, and it, it was just talking to people interacting with friends that I spoke to from um, my my first competition and um, reading books it's just to try to stay positive and stay motivated on the ultimate goal you know, that, that you have in your heart. Wow. You know, and so I'm struck with a couple of different things here. So first I have to go back to you being at uh, uh, Ed and uh, Andrea Castillo Spartan because I was there, and actually that was the first show I covered with Kaylin as part of Midwest Muscle. So, again, just small world that you were there. Mm. <laughs> and then it just keeps circling back around. So it's very exciting to kind of see that progression go through there. And, you know, yeah, you had a little bump. Um, you know, you might have been a little bit further along by now. You might not have. So who knows where that drive would have taken you. But I just find so many parallels, you know, because we've talked with different athletes that have had injuries that have been major setbacks. Some of them were a little more – um, I don't know, extreme is the right word that I want to use, but it's the word I'm going to use, then maybe yours. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of Daniel Strong, who was in a really bad car accident, um, lost his wife, lost his leg. But I like the difference between the two experiences because, you know, we always look for the motivation in, like, really extreme situations when bad things happen. But sometimes it could be what seems like a minor injury that can really be a huge setback, and it feels the same. It has the same kind of consequences, and people need to understand that even when it's not extreme, sometimes it's just really hard when what seems like the simple things affects your life in a way that you never could have imagined that it would, like a basketball injury. And then here you find yourself that you're relying on family members, your body is different than what it was, 
And um, you still find really great ways to cope. I find family seems to be a consistent theme or mechanism that gives motivation, but then you also brought in the part about listening to motivational speakers, staying connected, which I think is very important, not withdrawing from the world, but just trying to stay extra connected and keep moving forward. And I also like the fact that, you know, even though you were only thinking about coming back um, in the physique category from bodybuilding, your whole point was, I want to come back, even if it is in a category different than what I competed in before. So I think I just find all of that just amazingly motivational. So with that kind of setup and backdrop, I mean, how much more um, satisfying was that basically like one of the, the first show that you came back in from all of this, you had such an outstanding performance. Yes. Um, yeah, I was really uh, excited about that. Again, I, I wasn't sure um, what the outcome of that was going to be. Um, but I know for me, a, a lot of times I, I think of head, I, um, you know, I start thinking about being on the stage or what if this happens or what if that happens, I often um, forget about the journey. Now, the journey is the most important thing. I, I think we all know that. It's, it's what we do every day um, to to get to our destination. Um, so for me, I just try to really just try to take care of business. I I, I tried to to do what Matt told me to do. I, I listened to his um, suggestions, his workout, his meal plans. And, you know, I, I just took that to the heart and knew that if I followed his plan that I would be successful. Um, he's my coach, and I had to put my trust in him. And that's really the the route I went about it, um, just day in, day out, again, um, just the journey every, every day. Try to stay positive. Um, of course, you're going to have those days that are that are down, but we all have those days, and you have you just have mm-hmm. to find a way to put through it. Um, and I think that's one thing that just really helped me. I was again just really thrilled about the outcome on that stage. Um, I know it was it was um, I was able to get my pro card in that. I, I still think that I that I'm kind of young with with bodybuilding, and I. Right now, I'm just excited to see to see what's next. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see what's next. But before before we get far, we have some questions from our listeners um, coming in. This one is from Jacob, and he is asking, "How is the Heart of America promoter, and is he as genuine as he seems at the shows when he's on stage?" Oh, he's great. John Abraham. Oh yes, he was great. Um, I just remember when I first uh, went to the auditorium and I saw all the the awards and uh, it was just immaculate. Everything um, it was beautiful. And uh, right before the um, contest began or the competition began, he played a motivational video. And again, I, I'm huge on on motivational videos. Speakers, um, it's just my go to. Um, I like to listen mm-hmm. to people who who speak truth, and I mean that just that just hit home. And it, well, yes, but to, to answer the question directly, he's genuine. 
awesome. I'm, I'm so glad I was able to participate in his show. Absolutely, yes. Oh, definitely. And I have to second everything that he has said. John Abraham really cares deeply about um, his athletes. You know, and there were times, I don't know if there are a lot of people that know this, but there was actually a time where he thought maybe he might retire from promoting, but it was just his love for the athletes and the sport that kept him going. And I'm really upset because he has a fantastic story about how he got started in natural bodybuilding and the audio failed on the interview. And it is one of the best stories ever. And I know, Daniel, if you remember, he shared that story, part of that story when he was on stage just talking about how he was bullied and and different things. And that's what got him started and just – you know, his passion from that just grew and blossomed into, you know, what he's doing these days. So he shared a motivational video, but John's story is also motivational. I don't know, do you remember mm-hmm. that, Daniel? So yeah, it was a it was a good story. And Kaylin, I don't know if you have heard him tell that story, but he tells it in such a way that I was just my heart just sunk when I could watch the video but couldn't hear what he was saying. So Anyway, oh, if you have, if you guys ever get a chance to talk to him, ask him about how he got started because it is a it is a phenomenal story. Um, okay, next question here. Whoa, this whoa, one whoa, is. Whoa, oh, whoa. go ahead. What? Whoa. What? What? Well, what? you can't ask me about that. Let me respond because I know a little bit oh. something about that. <laughs> well, all right, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry, that was my bad. Bring it around. Uh, John, uh, he he was his show was very important to me. Isn't very important to me, and that's why I, I just am so frustrated that I can't get down there for the last two years. And actually, third coming up, it's because I had been to NPC shows before I went to his, and at the time, everyone was telling me that those were natural shows. And I was mortified by the treatment of the athletes, uh, how they were just addressed as people. Uh, they were treated more like cattle and animals. And I, this one was one that Mike Newman had asked me to go visit. And, uh, I, you know, it, it would change my mind is what he said. He said it would really change my mind if I got down to an actual natural show. And so, you know, I said, well, it's close. You know, I have family that lives down in that area. So I'd go ahead and check it out. And I was thanking God that I did because it was such a change of pace. It was more real, more family-oriented, and more uh, more positive, I guess the best way to say it, where I saw people competing against each other, but they were stepping on stage as friends. It wasn't enemies. It wasn't, you know, backstabbing. It wasn't hiding the, the tanning. It wasn't, you know, big, people were helping, the competitors were helping other tandems, and that just blew me away because, you know, this is something from the two previous shows I had seen where it was totally different. And then when John came out and, you know, he, he had food for the athletes and he was, you know, making sure that everybody was addressed and he said there was going to be an after party and that was all set up for the athletes. And I was thinking, well, where the heck has this been? And, and why is it, you know, so few and far between? And then when he told me his story, and, you know, and he introduced me to Andy Andy Bostetto, and everything was about the athlete. And this is 180 degrees different from what I've been seeing at the, at the prior show. 
And I had to ask him, you know me, Dad, I'm going to ask, you know, what's, what's going on, what's the deal, what's yep. the catch, what's the... And he said, you know, he had to go through all that stuff. He had to suffer with being treated like cattle. He had to deal with uh, the enhanced athletes claiming to be natural, but they were the furthest thing from it. And all of these things really set a fire in him to where he wanted the athlete to know you were on a, play, uh, a fair playing field and also you were going to be treated like the human and the hard worker that you did to step on stage and especially to honor him by being on his stage. He never forgets that. His passion always keeps that flame lit. And I was just blown away that he could be that alive because promoting a show is not easy. I know people complain and say, you know, they got screwed over. If you want to get screwed over, try getting a deluge of people complaining because they feel they weren't placed where they could when they're basically being carved, deprived, and really speaking their mind. What what little they can speak, (laughs) what little food they still have left in them. So, you know, if you really want to see something, try getting an email, reading the emails of the competitor, of the from the competitors to the promoter after the show is over. It, it's really something. And, and, and the song and dance they have to do to make sure everybody gets on stage and all the work that goes into it. And year after year, this man finds a smile on his face and still gets out there. So I, I, I'm just amazed that he does it. I, I thank God that he does it. But I'm also very appreciative of the fact that he never lets the, the worst words take from his best day. And that's, that's a very redeeming quality and, and, and very good for his character that he can do those things. And that, that's what I wanted to add. All right. Very well said. Daniel, you have anything you want to add? I don't know how much more you can add, but. No, I mean, uh, throw it in there. Hit, hit it pretty hard <laughs> right there. Um, I, I would definitely say, he, he said his name is Jeff, I believe, is the one that inquired about it. Um, if he's still listening, yes. If you have the opportunity to to check out John's show, please go for it. Absolutely. Yep, you won't be disappointed. And I would have Our to check out his site. Was he... <laughs> Say what? I said our listeners listen for the whole show, so yeah, he's still listening. Okay. <laughs> Very good. And I know that um, he has already announced his special guest for this year's competition, but I can't quite remember who that is. So check out his, uh, there's a Heart of America Facebook page and then also John Abraham's page. If you do enough digging, you might be able to find it. I'll have to try to take a look if I get a chance. We shared it on that page as well. We shared it. We did. We did. Yeah, that was, but that was quite a while ago because he announced it yeah. uh, back in 2018. So I guess we're all going to have to do some digging to uh, to find that. But he's, I mean, like I said, shopping. he had Ernestine Shepard. We could do. Yeah, we could do some shoveling, not digging, but shoveling. Um, yeah, he had Ernestine Shepard as his uh, celebrity guest last oh, year, and it. she did not disappoint. Please. I am not Stop. trying to rub it in. I'm just stating facts, and she was fantastic. Um, but he's going to have someone equally as impressive this year. So um, we'll try and take a look for it if we have if we have a chance. But so Kalen actually talking about his experience with the MPC actually leads nicely into our next question, and this one is from Bethany. So Daniel, coming from Illinois. What was she's wondering? What was it like trying to pick out a show in Ohio, which is 
typically considered NPC country, or did your injury get in the way of you actually trying to find a show to compete in? Correct, yeah. Um, when I was in Ohio, I, I definitely was not able to even consider or think about competing. I was I was uh, about half my time there. I was probably walking around in crutches. Um, it wasn't until we got back until Illinois that I was able to to start looking at shows again when I when I was able to to run <laughs> to run and go up the stairs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you probably never thought you would see the day where you really miss doing cardio. <laughs> Maybe you did. Oh, I, I'm no. one of those that's like oh, I'm not a fan of cardio. Hey, I think it'd be nice. I know you teach it. It's no reflection on the teacher. I'm just saying, cardio is not my favorite. Cardio well, is not my favorite. But but while we're talking about favorites and we're talking about Daniel, Daniel, what is your favorite body part to work out? Wow. You know, um, I guess really probably my left quad. Um, it's... <laughs> It's my favorite part because I'm I'm still trying to get it stronger. Um, you know, with, with some of the exercises, if it's deadlifts or or squats, um, a lot of times in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, um, am I overcompensating? Am I using my right leg more than my left? But uh, I try to concentrate on for leg press. If I'm doing single leg press. Um, I can tell that I, I really just try to push my left leg or maybe do a few more reps with my left leg just to continue to get it to, to get it strong. Um, another area that I definitely have picked up that become one of my favorites is, is, is definitely my back. Um, that's something else that I'm, I'm really um, starting to see the changes in that. Again, just being able to, to develop different areas of your body um, I guess that's when it becomes my favorite or one that I may focus on more than the other. But but ultimately, mm-hmm. no matter whatever body part you're working, um, you know, you're, you're putting in some work and trying to get better. No doubt. Now, are you finding – yeah, yeah, real quick here, Kaylin. Are you finding you're having to employ different strategies then in your training other than maybe working that left quad a little more? Are there – other strategies you're putting into place to try to help that grow and stay symmetrical at the same time? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you definitely want to try to be, be well-rounded um, for sure. I mean, there's, there's different exercises that you try to implement um, just to build every area, you know, that you can. Yeah. I got to jump in on this one because you know there's a lot going on with the with the recovery and everything that goes on with it, and you still have a part that you're going to work. And I think about with uh, Phil Ricardo Jr. when he was talking about that, he said he was driven to work his weaker body part, and he learned to love it. And that kind of blew me away because if you look at his body part that he said was his weakest, you would never guess, and that was his leg. And if you see his legs, you're like, well, where? But that was just because he became <laughs> so focused. It, it, it was just, it became a driving passion that this would never look like they did again. And he was so 
overcome with how much work he had to do, they became his favorite party part because he said he couldn't hate them no more because that was his weak link. Yes. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't sure who was coming in next. I guess. I guess I dropped the ball on that one. Well, very good. You know, like I warn you, sometimes our our statements, our questions, our statements should be questions, and they're not. And then I'm never quite sure where things are going. But hey, that's part of the beauty of live radio. So you were talking about. Um, you still have some goals coming up in the future, things you want to accomplish. What does the next, you know, 12 to 24 months look like for you as far as the natural bodybuilding scene? Well, right now we're in the off season. Um, again, that was something that I was, you know, learning, still surprised when Matt told me that we we're going to be taking a year off. I was like, what, the whole year? You know, what can you do within that year? Am I, am I backtracking? But no, um, his whole theory behind it is, you know, taking a break, allowing your your body to rebuild its muscle after being in a deficit for such a long time and to just try to build up those areas, those weak areas that I just shared with you. And um, really, uh, you know, I don't have any, anything lined up for, for 2020 yet, but I, I absolutely would definitely like to be back on the show or back on the stage um, and just just be prepared and ready for whatever comes. You know, again, I I got third place in the in the pro contest that I participated in in October. Um, everybody wants to get back out there and and see how far they can go, and that's where I'm at right now. Just training, enjoying the journey. <laughs> enjoying the journey. That's a good place Finding to be. Finding the love. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people that uh, stay in that uh, caloric deficit is that it does take its toll on their mind and body, and they, they weaken both mentally and physically because it's so strenuous. But this one's coming from Trina, and, and it's kind of a wild kind of question. I would have never thought of it, but it actually makes sense. And she's saying, you know, with all that natural athletes have to do to maintain the muscle, it seems such a, a, a bad thing to get so lean that they lose so much muscle in the process because they're not natural athletes. I mean, uh, unnatural athletes, which is true. So would it be better if the natural athletes maintain a higher body fat percentage just so they compete, could compete more often? That's for all, all of us. Wow. Hmm. Because well, we Daniel, you're a special uh, guest. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So I'll let you tackle well, that one first. Well, with me, I guess that would, that would be kind of more of a, a nutrition standpoint when you really dive into that, into that part. But I, um, the best way that I could really try to answer that question is when you're a natural athlete, um, for me personally, it's not necessarily about just being the the biggest one or the the muscular one on the stage, um, mm-hmm. like for me, I, I I thought I came with an an awesome package, um, but it's also about presence and the the poses, how you can deliver 
everything. So mm-hmm. if you're just if you're just asking about size, no, I I don't. No, think no, 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 no. It's 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 more like having their. their I I think where she's coming. Well, hold on, hold on. She's responding. Hold on. They have their favorites, meaning we have our favorites. This is her. And I would like to see them more than once every four, uh, two to four years. Hmm. I'm sorry, what, what's the question? She's saying like... No, so I think if, what she's if, trying... Yeah. Go ahead. No, I guess how I'm interpreting it is you know, she would like to see. So the fans out there have their favorite athletes, but of course, you see a lot of athletes taking longer, um, especially male bodybuilders, taking longer um, growth seasons or development seasons so they can continue to fine tune their package. And so she's saying, you know, since you lose muscle when you're leaning down, doesn't it make more sense just to keep more body fat? on your frame so then you don't have to take as long to build the muscle back up. And so that way you won't have to take like whole years off or two, three years, four years off to continue to grow to get back on stage because you didn't lose as much muscle and therefore can add more muscle more quickly if you stay heavier or maintain your body, a little more body fat versus being super lean. Is that, was that, is that her question? Yes. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Um, it it makes sense. Again, I I think I'm I'm still a little a little new to probably give her the the best answer for that. Um, uh, the only thing that I could really think of to 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 provide a statement is if you if you're putting on more fat, I I'm not sure how that would work at the same time as developing muscle. Um, I just know that when, when you're putting on lean mass, that that really takes really takes a long time. And then when you when you're ready to prepare for a show, and then you want to lean out, um, to me it seems like you may have to do a lot more cardio to try to burn that burn that fat off. Again, that that's not a 100% accurate answer. That's just how I would perceive it to be. Gotcha. Yeah, Kalen, your thoughts. Because I'm looking at a picture. She's using the 1950s, 1940s uh, bodybuilding frames. And, you know, they're by no means uh, as lean as the athletes that we have today. But they were consistent uh, competitors. And this is before the intro of the the steroid era, you know, the Arnold, uh, Sergio Olivia, and all these fellas. So... Yeah, I, I get what she's saying, and uh, you can definitely be more consistently competitive, but it would definitely be a change in every natural organization as far as criteria when it comes to, uh, you know, the appearance. You you, you would definitely have uh, more muscle. Um, I, I think it would have to be basically if, if the, 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 the audience of today if, if it would still be palatable to them as to whether they'd want to come and watch. That's, that's, this is a good question, especially with the athletes that would like to compete year after year. And God knows we have plenty that uh, that do, but it takes a toll on their bodies once they've tried it. I know there's been uh, 
three or four, I won't mention names because of this, these are conversations I've held with them, and they didn't want that information out. But I know there's three or four athletes that have uh, done that consistent year after year, and because they were winning on a regular basis, their body, it took its toll on their body to where they couldn't step on stage the next year that they really thought, you know, they're going to bring it home because their bodies have just basically said, all right, enough is enough. And, you know, as much as we'd love to think we can get past that next hurdle, sometimes we do trip going over it. <clears throat> I, as a fan, would love to see year after year competition, but there'd have to be a lot of science involved. And I think we're almost to that point where we don't have to make our bodies suffer to, uh, to be competitive athletes in the natural bodybuilding industry. And I know they have the supplementation now, but it's going to have to be somebody that's basically beyond dedicated and actually have the time. It had to be a heck of a sponsored athlete where everything was addressed, uh, meals, workouts, sleep, um, dealing with the, the job requirements and all those other things. So it, it it's we're on the threshold of it. And, and Trina, that's a very good question. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a paradigm shift if it does happen because I know that's not normal thinking for the the, the powers that be. Uh, it might be too much at, for the ones we have in uh, in the current state, but it, it is a good avenue to look to, especially when you're talking about the health and overall wellness of the athlete. So uh, good question, very good question, and I'll pass it to Dad and see what she has. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that would be something definitely interesting to watch. I mean, the current trend doesn't support that line of thinking, as Kaylin was saying, but definitely from bodybuilders back in the day, it, it was about size. I mean, they were lean. Of course, you have to be lean to to a degree to be in a bodybuilding <clears throat> competition, but size was the size was the size, but then you also have to keep in mind that the natural body, and that's definitely what we're talking about and and working with in this conversation it just takes longer and it needs that support so i don't know i mean there are a lot of different dynamics i think kaylin has covered it i think daniel had some good thoughts there um but uh yeah i mean health-wise yeah if you could carry a little more you know body fat and still be competitive it, it would be ideal. I mean, you would be able to sustain that look longer than we can now without totally causing um, all sorts of issues with our health. But, uh, you know, the okay. whole industry would okay. have to Here's take a shift for that, that to happen. Yeah. Um, the metabolic damage in some of the athletes is causing five and six years recovery. And you mm-hmm. can't say this is something that's sustainable. Wow, I, it's I, not, I, I and we never have. Yeah, uh, is this? Uh, are we talking to a nurse or a doctor, Trina? I want you to send that in because uh, these are some questions that sound like somebody that knows and is getting a little bit concerned. So just oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, CNA, CNA. Yeah. So yeah, and we've never held. With... Yeah, go ahead, Dan. I was just going to say, we've never held a position that being stage ready over long periods of time is sustainable. You, you no. can't do it. You, you can't. Not not with, you know, wanting to step away with good health. 
And again, as Kaylin said, there would have to be a lot of science and a lot of, um, you know, just tight controls and observation of that athlete to even try and attempt to just yes. <clears throat> do it continually year over year over year. To do several shows in a year, pushing it, but to do multiple several yes. shows over multiple years at the bodybuilding level, maybe bikini, you could try and pull that out, but I think that's even stretching it. But anyway, that would be a great topic for a whole nother show because tonight yes, is Daniel's show. Yes. <laughs> it would. Um, so we might have to re- <laughs> we might have to revisit that. So, And a little birdie told me, Daniel, that uh, your coach was actually pushing for two years off, but you guys compromised in the middle with one. So <laughs> we'll just say, we'll just throw that out there as a little bit of fodder. Um, to kind of tie off this conversation. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, yeah, I mean, and, and you will see that, you know, more athletes are taking, you know, longer improvement seasons, and I think that's cool too. It's kind of sucky for the fans because we're waiting on pins and needles until they come back, but there are always new athletes doing great things, like uh, Daniel that are popping in and out. And so we're we're never at a lack for great talent, I guess, is what I am trying True. to say. So um, so we know you love that quad. You know we know you're loving your back. Uh, beyond that, to make sure that you stay a well-rounded individual during your improvement season over the next year, what other activities do you find yourself involved in? You know, maybe it's just family, um, but whatever that may be, what do you do to keep a balanced lifestyle? Yeah, right now it's um, we've we've adapted to a nice little cycle system. Um, I uh, I'm an employee at the at the gym, and I I work out with um, um, the members there, so I have they have my cardio and the teams that. Um, knows about the background with my bodybuilding, so um, no surprises there. Um, so that's a nice support team right there. Um, family again is is huge in that. Um, I would say the biggest thing that has changed a lot in the household is what we eat. Um, of course, we have our moments where we might you know order that pizza or or get some donuts. But nutrition. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I should have said that. That's Kaylin's kryptonite. That's Kaylin's kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, but uh, nutrition is it, it, it's been huge. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's okay, Kaylin. And I'm glad that you've been able to carry over some of your some of your good eating habits and share that with your family and that's just going to be even more important as your son grows up you know and as you and your wife get older and have more kids that just to already have those habits in place so good job out of you congratulations on your comeback and everything that you have overcome to you know set the platform for where you're going in the future um, but with that being said, we know you didn't get there all by yourself. Um, sounds like you've got a great support system and your wife has been there every step of the way. So we would like to give you the opportunity to give shout-outs to anyone and everyone who has been there with you along this journey so far. Oh, yeah, you got it. Uh, most most definitely my wife, for sure, um, and definitely Matt. 
um, that has taught me a lot, um, a lot of things that I, I didn't even consider um, before stepping on the stage. Um, but um, family, definitely family, and again the the members that I um, work out with in, in the mornings at, at the gym. Um, I just appreciate all of them and the encouraging words, everything that we've we've gone through to help support that. All right, fantastic, Kaylin. Last thought on tonight. Well, I, I'm really considering that Snickerdoodle Donut, but I don't think I have the days <laughs> that where I could fit that in. <laughs> nope, I don't think so. Not not for no. your competition schedule you're pursuing this year. Yeah. You might just have to wait a little Boy, bit. Boy, I would like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a Oh. Mm. <laughs> well, you know what? Just keep that snickerdoodle donut as motivation. Tape it up on your mirror so freezer. you know that you can have one. And the freezer, <laughs> so you know that you can yeah. have one when you get off stage at your next show. Mm. But just one. Mm. Oh. I know. All right, well, before Kaylin passes out over there, we're going to go and thank Daniel so much for taking the time out to be in our show tonight and sharing your story and, uh, you know, just how you have managed things. And uh, I know our listeners were able to take take some coping skills away and hopefully apply to their lives if they face some uh, tough challenges out there. And we wish you all the best going forward. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. So we'll be we'll be looking for you in 2020 unless uh, your coach <laughs> talks you into 2021. <laughs> but we'll keep our we'll keep our eye open for you. Yes. All right. Have a great night. Right, quick question. For All right, Kaylin. Oh, what's a quick question? What you got? Yeah, I want to hear about the this uh, firstborn. Uh, Changing out of the teens. I know. Oh, my gosh, you guys. My son, my number one, my oldest child just turned 20 yesterday. And I really don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) You know, you get to a point in life where at least I've gotten to a point in my life where I can start to say that I've done something for, you know, 20 years or 20 plus years and now being a mom is up there. And I don't feel like I'm the mother of a 20-year-old. I really don't. And right. so it's just a little surreal. And so he was freaking out a little bit, but I think I'm also freaking out a little bit. But, I mean, it's all good because I'm truly blessed to have my child, you know, for 20 years. And hopefully I've got another, you know, to 80 on top of that, even if I'm no longer here, you know, just wishing him a long and prosperous life. But it is a very weird feeling. What are you, Klingon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Now that you want to call me out, I don't know that I'm ready for that taxi cab confession, Kaylin. Telling everybody my secrets. Maybe I am. (laughs) Maybe I'm not. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. Yes, ma'am. So anyway. But, yep, and then my, uh, my oldest daughter, she has a birthday coming up next month. She's going to be 17. Wow. And it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. They need to stop. Just stop. Stop it all. They grow so fast. They do Uh, grow so fast. They do. They do. But you digress. So 
I digress. Life changes. You know, maybe, Kaylin, somewhere in the future, other than a competition, you might have a special event where dessert is required and Snickerdoodle Donuts will be on the menu. That's something to think about. My church hates me because every uh, Bible study after meal has donuts and uh, long guns. I'm like, you guys don't love me. You don't love me. They do love you. They just don't realize how real the struggle is. <laughs> they don't have a struggle. <laughs> oh, shoot. But that's okay. They will. They will. So with all that being said, guys, Kaylin's birthday is coming up in June. All right. Do I have yeah. that right? It's June, right? Yes, all right. it is. So if anybody wants to work out, I know we have some Snickerdoodle Protein donut recipes floating out around there either on the uh, P4P Signature Series Facebook page, P4P website, or I believe we may have shared it on Midwest Muscle. So if anybody is feeling like they want to try and perfect that recipe by June and then ship Kalen a couple for his birthday, just kind of keep that in mind. Just a couple. Just Just a couple. Not many. You know, one or two. One or two. So on behalf of myself, Kaylin, the boys from P4P Muscle, and Snickerdoodle Donuts everywhere. Your body's a temple, so let's build it. Which Snickerdoodle? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.